Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Justice for All show. We have been gone for close to a decade. Were we did it on purpose because a lot of stuff was going on. Actually, not to a decade, for about seven, five, about five years. Of course, my name is Captain Andrew Selby, now retired Captain Andrew Paul Selby from the Patterson Fire Department of New Jersey. I have with me right now, looking at him in front of me, Dr. Albert Smith. It is a pleasure. Dr. Albert Smith will be our co-host of the Justice for All show. As you know, the Justice for All show talks about academic corruption. We talk about public education. We talk about public safety. And we talk about police brutality. And we have an expert in each one of these areas now. He would be public safety since I am a retired fire captain and safety officer and still part of the retired police lieutenant, author of two books, Justice for All Show and Civil Misconduct, which I found out are being used in different universities in New York and New Jersey, which is very good. Uh, now, the piece that we were missing, which I'm very proud, I'm going to give him a few minutes to say, I said his name already, Dr. Smith. The legend, the myth, the legend. Uh, I cannot wait. He's going to be a co-host. He's going to bring a lot of insight of education in New Jersey throughout the, actually throughout the country. And I'll have like Dr. Smith right now give you a background of who he is and what he's bringing to the Justice for our show. Thank you, Dr. Smith. Thank you, Cat. Thank you, Captain Selby. First of all, I'd just like to say that, hello, my name is Dr. Elbert Smith. I am native from Indiana. I hail from a small town known as Hammond, Indiana, which is not very far southeast of Chicago. I graduated from Indiana State University in 1974. From there, I left Indiana State University, and I went to the state of New Jersey, earned my credentials there, at Rutgers University in 1984. It was there at Rutgers University that I earned my master's degree in school administration and supervision. In 1994, I earned an educational doctorate degree from Rutgers University. In the interim, what I did is that I taught for two years at the school that I graduated from in Hammond, Indiana. It was Hammond Technical Vocational High School. From there, I went to Edwardsville, Illinois, and I taught there for two years. I taught industrial arts, which included welding, carpentry, concrete masonry, and pipe fitting and plumbing. Uh, from uh, Illinois, I went to the state of New Jersey, and I taught there at uh, PS22, which is an elementary school. Where do you live at, Dr. Smith? In, uh, we're in, uh, not, in uh, oh, 1979. 1979, that's when I taught. In Jersey City, PS22, on Van Horn Street. It's an elementary school from kindergarten through eighth grade. Subsequent to that, I taught at a school which is known as Hudson County Area Vocational Technical School in Jersey City. I taught there for about 18, 19 years. Prior to um, earning my doctorate degree, I was afforded the opportunity 
to be a principal, a high school principal at the Hudson County Area Vocational Technical School. That's where I got um, a lot of my administrative start. Wow, Dr. Smith, uh, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Your background is so elaborate. I haven't known you for many years. Uh, it was a pleasure knowing you for many years, and I know your background. And and, and we definitely, we want, we're going to talk about, and I really want to fast forward one piece of this education piece that actually crosses over to systemic corruption. Uh, things happen to you, not fair, and we'll talk about that later in the future. Because uh, the time period you came on, this is a, into New Jersey. Into this, you're talking about 1979. Yes. Okay. In 1980, there was a consent decree given to the police departments and fire departments, about 12 towns in the state of New Jersey, where the federal government sued and won these communities, Newark, Patterson, Trenton, all these major cities, and they were supposed to be hiring people of color, primarily actually it was named black and Hispanic into these communities because black and Hispanics were the primary residents of these communities, and they were not hiring them. So I cannot imagine, I can only imagine what you were going through, which you will we'll get a little back into what you were going through in that time period because uh, in 1979, I was in 11th grade and had no clue. Um, I knew about racism and knew about but I didn't know how deep it went and, and how it's really affecting today. There's a lot of stuff going on, and we want to, what this show is going to be about is we're not going to be complaining, and we've never been about complaining. We've been about solutions. We've been about identifying the problem and coming up with solutions. And now we have a guest, a, not a guest, we have a co-host coming on who is going to give insight to a lot of solution-based type ideas that we have uh, fronting here. I, I, I travel throughout the state, as you well know, uh, as our last show I talked about, I, I no longer have my license, but I, I was an appraiser for the state of New Jersey. I still have my real estate license. So I do a lot of traveling throughout the state and talking to different people, and, and you'd be surprised uh, the level of, of, of solution-based things we have in this, in this state that just need to be projected out there. And we uh, and, and it's not just us here. Just we're going to the audience. We're going to have the audience. We're going to extract those solutions. We're going to extract those ideas, and we're going to push them out into the public. And we go so far as we go to the different councilmen, in our local towns. We go to the uh, officials. We know a lot of the uh, congressmen and senators. We actually know a lot of them. I know Dr. Smith does, and I know I do, and a lot of them know me, and I know a lot of judges. It doesn't mean we're doing it for a corrupt. We're doing it we want to expose corruption and make sure it doesn't happen anymore. Systemic corruption, systematic corruption is no good for any municipality, especially when you're dealing with police, fire, and, of course, our teachers in the educational system. Sorry, Dr. Smith, for cutting into you, but your insight to what we're very excited, and Sam's very excited. Oh, let me just explain to you. Sam Clark is going to be calling in. We're waiting for a phone call now. I'm running the board, and when he calls in, I really want Sam also to give a background on what he's been doing, and, and, and I'm going to give you a little I told Sam, oh, take it easy, take a break. So Sam said, okay, I'm going to play some music, and I'm going to let him explain to you he went out and produced a CD, a professional CD with musicians and everything else. It was a fantastic CD. Yeah. Dr. Smith, uh, 
I believe we gave you a copy of it too. And it, I, mean, I listened to it in my travels. It was very soothing, jazz type bass music. Sam is a saxophone player. But that's not really relaxing. I asked him to go relax, and uh, he went out and made a music CD. Well, I told him what I was going to do. I want to make sure my daughter is, she wanted to be a teacher, so she now is an English teacher in the state of New Jersey. Uh, and, and Dr. Smith has given me a lot of insight because now she has a tenure. And my other two daughters got accepted. Uh, they go to Rutgers University. I'm very happy. One a full ride. The other, we're waiting to see if she gets a full ride. They're very smart. Uh, I just provide them uh, the means to be smart. Uh, I'm not that smart. I provide them the means to be smart. Now, Dr. Smith, getting back to you, uh, you're here, and I, and I want to hear about your progression through uh, you're, you're a teacture. That's what you're saying now. What was your experience in getting promoted? Because my experience was rough. Sam's experience was very rough. How was your experience uh, in the fire department? It was, when I say rough, it was racist. It was discriminatory. Factual. I have all that documented facts in court. Sam, the same exact thing. Sam was almost killed. He wrote a book about it. He was almost killed by another police officer. He choked out in a chokehold, like Eric Gardner. And we're talking going back in the early 70s. Yourself, we don't want to be a dead horse. We just want to know your experience in your promotional and how anybody in the future could avoid some of the pitfalls I know that they they put in front of you. One thing that I was saying initially is that um, my ascent into me being a, uh, a principal or school principal and administrator was no less arduous than the difficulties and the obstacles that you and Sam had to endure in order to reach the plateau that you guys were ultimately able to achieve. Uh, one thing that I, uh, I credit my success to is the fact that I put God first. God gave me the physical energy and the mindset and the presence of mind to look at every obstacle as an opportunity. So I figured that if I, based on what my mother and father taught me as a youngster growing up, if I could apply and operationalize those philosophies and skills and ability based on what they inculcated to myself and my siblings, that irrespective of whatever obstacle would be thrown in my way, I would look at that obstacle as uh, more of a boost as opposed to um, an obstacle to hold and keep me down. So that was the spiritual energy that I kept with me, and that was um, basically the recurring refrain that was always in my mind, to listen to the lessons that my mother and father taught me, um, to inculcate and keep that determination and strong will um, to be successful in spite of the obstacles that were ostensibly thrown in my way. I had to do was to tap into that strength and think about, well, what, what, what is the best way for me to use this situation to simply make a, a, a positive out of it? So... What I did is that I had the tenacity and the presence of mind not to give up, to be humble, to be gratiating, to be appreciative of whatever uh, resources came my way or whatever resources I was able to provide for myself and my goals to ultimately achieve my goals. Have a positive attitude, 
about whatever my mission was and to be single-minded and not be deterred by anything to preclude me from reaching those positive goals. Those positive goals also uh, were rooted in service to my community. It wasn't so much about me. It wasn't so much about what kind of job could I acquire or obtain in order to um, garner a certain amount of financial wealth because of the fact that I was so much of, of, of the mindset of being of a service to my community. I figured that all, all I needed to do was just simply work for what I needed and be of service to others. So I would keep hope in mind. I would keep uh, service to the community in mind. I would keep my individual strength and resources that I had at my disposal in mind, and I would use those tools in order for me not only to feel better about helping myself, but feel better about transferring and giving to other people who were less fortunate those same kinds of tools in order for them to succeed. So the gratification that one gets when you see how you are applying whatever gifts and tools that God gave you in order for you to be not only of service to yourself and others is indescribable. Well, you know what, Dr. Smith? I just have to say, you're going to extract those things from you that you're talking about, and we're going to spread them out even further because the, the information and information you have to, to, to provide to everyone else is going to be outstanding. I can't wait. It's only a half-hour show. Like I said, it's an introductory show. I'm waiting for Sam to call in. Sam has is, is, is been under the weather, unfortunately, for the show, and we're waiting for him to call in. He's doing a little bit of issues, but he's all right. He's, he'll, he'll, when he, if he calls in, uh, I can't wait for him to, to tell you what, he, what he's been doing. Uh, also, I just want to also let you know that uh, we said this guest uh, who wants to, who we talk to, want to, and there's certain other guests. I'm going to give you like a little sneak preview. There's a Darren Nance who is in Sam Clark's total book, book Total Misconduct, first and second edition, and it's really a sad story what happened with Darren. It's still continuing, and we wanted to do an update with that. So uh, I'm going to suggest this, Dan, because only due, all due respect to Darren Nance and his plight, that he'd be the first, if he wants to, and I, and I know Darren, he'd be the first guest on our show because his plight and what he's going through needs to be brought to the public attention once again because the public thinks that everything is good, everything, everything Darren's all right, nor did what they were supposed to do by Darren, nor uh, police department. And the powers that be, and I don't think that's the case. And we need Darren to explain that. And this just really needs to be resolved. That was probably really ridiculous uh, what happened to him. The uh, other guest I'm going to invite on the show, which I don't think will have a problem coming on, is going to be uh, Rufus Jackson. I'm going to invite Rufus Jackson on, who is the chief of the North Fire Department. He is a steady partner of mine and a very close friend. And I told him 15 years ago that he is going to be the chief of the North Fire Department just based on the way his steady habits are, his tenacity, and the way 
time fell far as from being taking the chance with other people. He's there now, and we want to just have a brief. It doesn't have to be a whole show with Rufus, but we want to find out where the consent decree is as far as Newark is. Did they fulfill their obligations? And, and, and we'll compare Newark and what they're doing in comparison to other consent decrees. So, by the way, the consent decree is not dead. If people want it, we have been wanting to fill it for many years. The topic has not come up because it has not been fulfilled. We're talking about many, many years. That's 1980. You're talking, what, 30 years. So that's a ridiculous amount of time for this consent decree not to be fulfilled. Over 30 years. We're talking coming up 40 years. This is a ridiculous amount of time. We need this to be resolved. Uh, uh, I had the pleasure of about two months ago going to the largest uh, ceremony of brand new firefighters, which was uh, done by Rufus Jackson, the first ceremony for swearing in of these officers, the largest. And uh, Rufus happens to be the, the third black and the youngest fire chief they've ever had in the city of Newark. So, it's outstanding what he's went through to accomplish. Maybe he could talk about some of those things. Because he and I were on a show many years ago, WBAI in New York, talking about these issues, talking about uh, the, how do I put it, I think differential treatment being done to blacks and Hispanics and women in the police and fire service. And this was before it was bold like nowadays. So what we're coming, we're coming from a process that we were talking about before it was popular, before you could hide undercover amongst a bunch of people. And we will be uh, going back and comparing from many years ago to now and how things change and how we plan on things changing in the future. With that, again, Dr. Smith, I want to bring you back because uh, the piece that's very important is this education. Education goes into everything. It goes into public safety. It goes into police brutality. It goes in goes hand in hand with systemic corruption and what we can do to affect my daughter's a teacher now. Now I feel like I'm not only even playing time with you, not even close on a level playing field, but I feel I can talk to you about like that because my daughter has a whole career to go through in this and she's not an administrator, she's a teacher. Hopefully in the future uh, we can uh, give advice to all these young teachers who are inspiring to be administrators. And, and maybe they don't want to be, but maybe they could, you could help them be the best teachers they can be. Because not everyone wants to be an administrator. Not everyone wants to be a, a principal. But apparently, a lot of them want to be teachers, but we can make the best teachers. And, the, and, and we hear so many negative things. We want to make this a positive thing. And, and maybe you could just touch upon some of the things you see. If, uh, I'll just, you take the topic, but I want to maybe take the How do you see with this education we could how can we? I appreciate you're a very smart man. You're Doctor Smith, and I, I want. I can't get all the answers in the next ten minutes that we have, but maybe I can get in the next two minutes some things that you're going to be introducing into the inside to us about what you see and what you see. And you're still in in the um, educational system, uh, retired as myself. So I would like to hear that from you. Uh, as everyone does what they do, I know. I, I work part-time as uh, security for uh, for district in New Jersey, uh, security, and I'm very proud of that fact. Actually, uh, I'll say real brief, I tried to stay out of the limelight, and please, please don't believe what we say, but uh, 
after that, that horrible school in Connecticut, uh, just, I'll say it was school. I was in Connecticut before I was doing security. And Channel 4 tried to come over there a year after that shooting, to the anniversary, to the Connecticut shooting of all the kids in the Connecticut elementary school. And I was uh, at the elementary school. And after the practice where I preached, because I had uh, credentials as far as uh, anti-terrorism, uh, Department of Energy sent me to the bottom for special training of clearances. But, and I was a safety officer for many years. I served 9-11. And, and they tried to get into the school, and I got them out. And they used the school that I am, that I was guarding as an example, in the whole state of New Jersey. And other schools they broke into. And so those are little solution-based things. That's something I've been doing since I've been born. It's very small. You have to practice what you preach. You have to hold people accountable, hold your politicians accountable. But Dr. Smith, again, where do you see the future education and where do you see – I don't think it's about dollars. Where do you think far as uh, – I don't know how to, to frame it, so maybe you could frame it better. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, there's a, there's a polemic between public schools, private schools, charter schools, etc. homeschooling. A number of people are looking for some sort of plausible, viable avenue in order, to, in order for them to feel that the youngsters are adequately taught or given a quality education. If they can't provide for it, if the state or if the parents or if some other entity can't provide for the youth of today uh, a valid, thorough, and efficient education, then a lot of parents a lot of people in the school community, they feel like they're being slighted. So they will literally leave the state to go somewhere else to provide uh, that sacred education for the youngsters. And we're talking grades K through 12 and beyond. So in regard to um, the notion that there is a, a lot of non-accountability in the educational system um, or accountability that may lend itself, the lack of accountability that may lend itself to something that um, people can't otherwise identify as nothing less than corruption, that is... Well, Dr. So, wait, wait. So you're saying to us that money is not the answer to this solution because there's a lot of money. Most superintendents in the city of Jersey make over close to $200,000 or more. Yes. Uh, Principals make over $100,000. So I don't think money is, so what you're telling us is, the answer is not money because throwing money at it doesn't seem to do anything. You're talking about accountability. So you're talking about what you're doing with those resources. Is that that what we're saying? Yes. In in fact, that's precisely what I'm saying because there um, seems to be a lot of money that is thrown to public education or charter schools. Charter schools, um, they, however, are not held to the same um, crossing of the, of the T's and dotting the I's. I never understood that, 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 that concept. Uh, how do they get money then if they're not accountable? Does that money come from me, the taxpayer? Yes. Explain that. The, the way the money is appropriated or allocated from school district to school district has a lot to do with an array of factors, whether it's uh, the demographics of the school community, whether it's the size of the school community, whether it's cost per, per student in regard to that um, tax base in that community, um, 
those are some of the variables that are uh, determinant as to how and how and what monies are going to be generated to be allocated to the school system. Doctor Pick, I am so excited! I cannot wait. Well, we could do a whole show, numerous shows, and which we are going to do for hundred percent sure because we need to be broken down. However, right now, right now, we're five minutes left to go on the Business for All show. I had the honor of bringing in Sam Clark. Sam Clark, are you there? Uh, yes. Mr. Carter. Okay. Can you give us a brief overview of what you've been doing? I told this. I told the audience that you were gone. I, I, I was sorry. I, I, I kind of uh, went, went overboard, and I told them that I told you to take a little break. I took a little break, and you would made this music to me. And just please uh, tell us what you've been doing, Sam, and What's your intentions for the future show? Dr. Smith has been elaborating a lot about uh, uh, the education system and where we're going with that. Take it away, Sam. Due to the lateness of uh, the hour, I apologize for not being uh, involved on time. Uh, Also, I have to report that there is a deep echo that's affecting um, your transmission. Um, so when you're speaking or when um, Dr. Smith is speaking, it's a uh, quite a large echo. Um, so okay, you know what? I thank you, thank you for giving it. And I'm going to limit. I think I just eliminated that right now. This second. And I and I thought there was going to be an echo because uh, to the listening audience, we're in the studio together, and we thought we had our equipment new, and we didn't know. However, I just corrected that issue right now, saying we shouldn't have that problem anymore. Okay, it's 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 faint, it's faint, but it exists. But it's much better. It's ninety uh, percent better. Um, uh, than it was. Um, as I said, due to the lateness of the hour, I don't know how many, uh, how much time is left. We uh, have three minutes and sixteen seconds, Sam. We, we, we. I just want to okay, give the so, dates in the last two minutes. You have enough. You have a minute. Give, give me a minute. You have a minute. Absolutely. Well, right now I just want to say that the Just for All show is, is going to be back, and uh, with myself. Uh, uh, retired Captain Selby and uh, Dr. Smith, who has uh, quite a bit of experience in the public education field. And we're going to be covering, of course, the uh, public safety uh, corruption incident, uh, matters that deal with uh, public school, and other important uh, matters that uh, exist in the news. Uh, and and that's all I want to say, you know, right now. Absolutely. Well, Sam, thank you for coming on. I'm glad to hear your voice. I wanted the people to know that you were alive, that it was true that you were back, because they would have thought I'm a liar. But I was on the Justice for All show. Please do not take our words for anything. I just want to let people know uh, two future dates coming up. Uh, the first day our show will be live will, uh, on the air will be January 12th at 6 to 7. We're going to be doing bi-weekly shows starting back, and we're in 
in the interim, while we're doing the show and while in between the shows, you're going to be having Facebook and we're going to be on Twitter. So you're going to be social medias and we're going to be using like all the different social media. So you only we won't just hear us. I'm going to be having video feed that we're going to be putting on later on, and it's going to, our show is going to take off. That's what we plan on doing. Uh, so for the listening audience, that first show live where you'll be able to call in right now. We had nobody calling in because. We only had a half-hour introductory show. Again, January 12th, 6 to 7, and the next one after that will be January 26th, 6 to 7. So you can keep figuring out every two weeks, but every two weeks we will be announcing the next two weeks that we will be live on the air. Now, with that, please do not take anything that we say on this show uh, for a fact. We want you to take – we do all our research. We Dig into it, and we want to make sure that you understand. Do your research. This is the Justice for All show. We do not want you just to take our word for it. We cannot stress that enough. And with that, Dr. Smith, we're about down to the last 30 seconds of our show. We're going to have you close it out. Dr. Smith, take your word. Well, I'm excited and ecstatic about being on the show. But what I'd like to um, emphasize um, and echo what you just said is that um, we do not stand alone as the end all of anything that we say. We would like for you, our listening public, to research our information. Don't take our word for it as gospel. Please, if you can, give us your input as to what you think about what we just shared with you. Excellent. Good night and God bless.